You're listening to Tiny Home Tours, a podcast that celebrates all things tiny living. We're your hosts, Allison, Chris, and Loren. Join us as we sit down with nomads and tiny home dwellers to discover why they went tiny, the lessons they've learned, and inspire you to take the leap. This episode is brought to you by the Tiny Home Tours newsletter. Would you enjoy a weekly newsletter that shares all things tiny? Every Friday, we share sneak peeks of full upcoming tour videos, blog posts, and new podcast episodes. Join with the link below or by visiting tinyhometours.com. Hi guys, this is Allie with Tiny Home Tours at Satya Creative, and today I am sitting down with the wonderful... Hey, we're Sh- I'm Chandra, and this I'm Jonathan. Is- and we own a company called The Lot, um, and we renovate Airstreams Vintage Trailers. Awesome, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. We are seeing this kind of incredible trend um, with tiny homes, van life, where vans that used to cost, you know, $8,000 and had, you know, high miles on them, 200,000 miles are now going for 15,000 just because of how popular van life has become. And people are still wanting to live nomadically. So they're trying to figure out other ways to do that. Um, Whether that's renovating buses, which are actually going up in price as well um, because of the popularity and then that leaves RVs. And so I really wanted to sit down with you guys because new RVs generally aren't super affordable and you actually do end up with a ton of issues with new RVs because no one's troubleshooted those. So there are benefits to used RVs, but then there is this also huge component of renovation. So thank you for sitting down today. Of course, we're super excited to sit down with you and chat about what our passion is. So we can't wait. Good. Hopefully it makes it a little less intimidating for all of you out there who are considering renovating an RV. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourselves and how you got into renovating RVs? Yeah. So, um, we're obviously we're married (laughs) and we have a little boy who's three. Um, before we were even married, we bought a crawler. A crawler. It was what year? It was what a 72 yeah a 72 prowler this was like 13 14 years ago um because he he grew up camping i really did not grow up camping and so we got it and and i walked inside and i was like oh my i can't say anything (laughs) it just was um it needed a lot of help (laughs) so we took our time it probably took us three to four months with that it was our first one we ever did, we really did not know what we were doing. It was a huge learning curve for us, um, but we renovated it and it was just so like, I, we just enjoyed it. It was like a little home away from home on wheels. We could take it wherever we wanted. Um, and we had that for about a year. And then one day he, you were like, let's, let's just put it on Craigslist and see. So we kind of put it on there for a little bit higher price than we thought we could get because we really didn't want to sell it. It was kind of an attachment and we had so many calls. So we were just, I, we were kind of in shock. And I think maybe that within a week it was gone. It was like two oh, days. Yeah. It was gone really quick. Yeah. It was done super fast. So it, it, that one sparked an idea for us. Like, oh, we could really kind of do this. Um, and make a living doing it really. And, you know, we enjoy it. We love it. We're super passionate about it. I've always been into old vintage stuff and so has he. So just taking it and giving it new life, 
um, just, I, we just really enjoy it and love it. So that's kind of where it started. And then over the years, it's, it's kind of, he had a full-time job and I was a stay at home mom. So over the years we've done them and done them. And then this last year when 2020 hit, um, he worked corporate and they said, you're going to have to move to Sacramento. And we kind of just dove in headfirst yep. with this. Wonderful. <laughs> a beautiful way of pivoting. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of us have had to do in 2020 is just constant pivoting. So I'm really glad that you guys were able to figure that out. Yeah. And I don't think had 2020 not happened, like I always try and look at the positive, which 2020 is hard. <laughs> um, but had 2020 not happened, I don't think that we would have done, done it. Yeah. yeah. It gave us opportunity to do this, you know? So I think that we're kind of grateful that 2020, the whole pandemic hit. Um, now we're doing it full time. So here yeah. we are. <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. So for those people who are thinking, okay, I think I want to buy a used RV and try this renovating thing. Um, obviously you have to buy the RV. So what advice would you give people as far as like what to look for when they're looking at used RVs and are there red flags? Can anything be fixed or are there things that are absolute no-nos? Like what, what, what should people walk in? What kind of knowledge should, should they walk in with? I think that the, the number one thing you have to look for, because there's two different styles of RVs, ones that are made of like um, fiberglass on the outside, and the other ones are aluminum clad or an Airstream, which is just all aluminum. But the first thing you want to look for is if you're looking down the side and you notice that if it's like a bunch of like curves like this, you want to stay away from that because that's called delamination and that happens in fiberglass. Uh, and what happens is, is it leaks down from the roof and into the walls, and that's just going to be a headache right away. Even trying to sell it, people are going like, what's wrong with the outside of it? And it's really hard to fix that stuff. So I think that's one of the main things you want to look at, and then look underneath these things, too. And just, you can see if it's torn up. You know, you just want to find something that's got good structure, good bones. Um, and then from there, just kind of work your way inside. And if it looks decent, then I think it's a good purchase. You can't it's just look decent. at the aesthetics and oh, I want that that old because people want that really old cute vintage trailer and a lot of them are destroyed you can yeah. fix some of them but it depends on how much work that you want to put into it and if you're new at this that's something that you need to look at yeah so anything with water damage i mean obviously if it's minimal we've had them where we we've fixed them um you just kind of you got to cut into the roof you know you've got to replace panels things like that so it's doable it's just if you don't have to do it you don't want to do it um, and then rust in the floor can be right, like rust. Yeah, like the frame. You yeah. look at the frame. You know, yeah, like you don't want to get into, especially if you're going to DIY it. You want to get something with some good bones that doesn't have water damage, that doesn't have dry rot in the floor, things like that. If it's minimal, you can cut into it and replace it. But anything that's that's a lot of that, you, you want to you know move on. Okay. If it's really, really messed up and you just want to patch it up, I mean, you could do that too. You know what I mean? And I've seen that be done, but if you want it done correctly, then you want to find something with less cash, yeah. you know, so. That makes sense. So if you see delamination and you don't know how to fix that, probably not the RV for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you found your RV. It's in decent shape. We're, we're going to go with decent is our not red flag. Take home yeah. the RV. Um, you've got it home. What are the first steps? How do, how do we make this process less overwhelming? 
So for me, like, cause I always work with the design aspect of it. He is more of um, the construction end of it. So for me, when I'm looking at an RV, a lot of these old RVs, just like an old house, it's very closed off. You've got a really narrow hallway or, you know, tons of storage that sometimes you just don't need. Um, so for, for us, it's always the demo process is always first. Mm -hmm. I always want to open a hallway up. Um, a lot of times you'll have, you know, overheads down both sides, which aren't necessary if you've got underneath cabinets and then also under bed storage and closets and things like that. So I always look at um, how can I open this up? How can I make it more functional? And um, is there storage that I can get rid of that's not going to be useful? Just so, because if, especially if you're going to be living in it, you don't want to feel like you're in, awesome. yeah, you yeah. want to feel like it's nice and open and airy. So demo is always the first process for us. And then I think after that, he kind of goes through and looks at. Yeah, I look at a plumbing, electrical, things that need to be fixed. And that's all stuff that you can do. Um, a lot of people get information off of YouTube. So if, you, if you're not familiar with electrical and you don't feel like touching it, then maybe you should hire an electrician, you know. But plumbing, it's just pipes and stuff. It's just measurements, cuts. Um, you know, YouTube, YouTube's an YouTube. amazing resource. Yeah. We all know that. Right? Yes. <laughs> we learn. We agree. It's tiny home tours. I've, yeah, I've learned more from YouTube than I think I did in college. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, and then from there, I mean, it's just aesthetic stuff. And then the first thing that we always want to do is once we've kind of torn things apart and we have a structure, okay, we like the way this looks, maybe fix some cabinets, and then we'll start our paint because... That, what you don't want to do is do floors first because you'll get paint on them. You know what I mean? So I will start from the and top. We've done down. that. <laughs> it's really yeah. We've made all the mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of the top process back down. You know, you can start painting the roofs, and if you want to do lighting, you can do lighting. That's what we usually dabble with is LED like recessed lighting throughout the whole thing. So I kind of start from the top and just work our way down. Yeah, lighting makes a huge difference in these vintage yeah. campers, RVs, airstreams especially. Um, but it can be, it can be intimidating and overwhelming. So I think if you would had to hire one thing out, it would be the electrical if you don't feel comfortable with yeah, it. For sure. Sounds good. So I, I've never renovated an RV. And so I'm imagining, let's say there's like some water damage and obviously I can't just go to Home Depot and buy drywall. <laughs> How right. do you how do you deal with that? How do you make sure that there's proper insulation? And then if you do need to fix water damage, what materials are you even looking for? Usually what I'll do is I'll just get simple, like or, like the regular insulation, R12, or even like the silverback insulation that's foam. But just tear that wall apart, you know, and cut a nice square cut just where the damage is. And then whatever kind of board that's inside it, because a lot of them just use like quarter inch plywood board. You'll try and match that up the best that you can. And then, you know, just make the bodywork look good so it matches. You know, yeah. that's that's really the only way to repair it. And if you can, even hide it with a picture or something if there's a little, you know. Yeah, you just want to make sure that you're replacing where the damage is. Um, and then making sure that you've that everything's sealed up so that you don't have that same issue come back and bite you in the butt later on. And, and a lot of times, too, when people do renovations like these, they'll tear the whole thing apart and you don't want you want to stay away from that you know because then they're like way overwhelmed they're like whoa what did i do and then they'll end up selling these things yeah. you know we've so. gotten so many like that like people have just gone in and because sometimes yes sometimes they do need to be completely gutted 
But a lot of the time, just patching it up, you know, just doing little. A sections. lot of the time, if there's no water damage or or rot, then it, and the bones are good, then that's what you really are looking for in an in an RV, and they're out there, they're out there. So that is amazing advice, you guys. So. Did you hear them? Don't rip everything apart <laughs> before you assess. <laughs> yeah, um, I can it. imagine how overwhelming that would feel for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, we've gotten, I think, two at this point that people have gotten into it and they were like, I, you know, they wanted to renovate it and they went in and just ripped everything, everything. out of it when it just really wasn't necessary. Um, so I think that's a mis big misconception in this, especially with the vintage ones. You want to make sure as long as you've got good bones, no minimal water damage, that kind of stuff, you're going in the right direction. Okay. So obviously people who are doing this have a budget that they're trying to stick to. What would you say would be like, must get these things done first, if you're trying to stay on a budget and then these can, these projects can wait till later. Um, how do you balance your budget when you're trying to complete a project like this? Because it's big. Yeah. I think, I think safety and like health and safety is always first, right? Like I'm the aesthetic person. So I always, <laughs> my budget gets like smaller and smaller. Um, but yeah, I think like- you, know, you wanna make sure it toes right first, you know? So I mean, if you can make it home safely, you know, you wanna make wheels. sure that the wheels, tires, brakes, bearings, you know, and electrical for the lights. You wanna make sure all that stuff's in the working order first. That way, if you do have to tow it to a shop, then you do some work to it because you don't want to do that yourself. You can always do that. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then you want to get through, obviously, the big ticket items, again, like the electrical. Um, the flooring, honestly, in these things, I mean, if you've got to replace some subfloor, that kind of thing, but it's such a small space that, and there's so many options out there for flooring that you can really save money on that. Also, um, like appliances and things like that what are you using this for? You know, is this going to be, is this going to be a tiny home for you? Or is this going to be a camper? Or is this going to be an Airbnb or that kind of thing? Because the Dometic, um, those, those appliances run a lot higher. Yeah. And, and, the, and that's the thing too. If you want to run like a Dometic system, those run off of gas and electricity. So if you want to go off of the grid, you can run it off of LP gas, which is propane and it'll keep the fridge cool. And you can run this thing all 12 volt where you don't have to worry about being plugged in. You got to make sure your septic systems work correctly. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot that has, you know, uh, there's a lot of details about these things. But if you want to just hook it up to a house and Airbnb, you don't need the gas appliances. The big ticket item. And that's a big way to save money if you're not using it you know, to go off grid and those kinds of things. But yeah, it's like I, a $1,200 fridge minimum for like a gas fridge compared to if you're just going to have a hook up to your house, you'd spend two, 300 bucks on a fridge. So yeah. there's a lot of ways you can save money there. Just know? depending on what you're using. Yeah, or, exactly. But yeah, I mean, you, I mean, first things first is you want to make sure it tows the lights, it's sound, um, you've got running water. And then after the, all those things are done, um, when you get into the stacks of it, there's a lot. There is a lot of ways to save money once those big ticket items are done. Paint and wallpaper. Yeah, <laughs> so cheap. <laughs> so, for example, like I'm looking right now at you. You guys are sitting in one of the RVs you've renovated, and I'm looking at the cabinet, and they're they look very modern, and it looks really nice. And I always see in older RVs, you know, those like textured inlaid 
cabinet yes. doors. So did you guys not rip out those cabinets and just replace the doors or? Yeah, so exactly. So this is the existing original cabinet. Um, John just took off the- I the, did the base plates yeah. and all that stuff. And then I had to build the cabinets down towards the end because we had to widen that space open. Yeah. So I ended up redoing that side, but this side was good. So I left it. There's no reason to replace something if you don't need to. You right. can always use the existing stuff and just build onto it or fix it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So if you don't if you don't want to rip out cabinets or replace them with all new cabinets, if you don't have to, a good way to save money is just replacing the faces of them and some new hardware. Wonderful. I love it. <laughs> and it's reduced reusing and recycling too. It's safe. Yes, exactly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of appliances, um, like you said, I know that they range drastically, but where do you guys source appliances? Do you try and find some on Craigslist? Do you have a place that you rely on that you feel like is really trustworthy? Where do you source those for your projects? A lot of the projects that are, I like using Dometic um, because they've always been in the RV industry and the, the most reliable, especially for fridges and stuff. But there's also a company called Norcold that does like RV fridges. But I mean, a lot of this stuff I'm getting on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, if you can find, you know, anything for an RV, most of it's on Amazon yeah. now, believe it or not, where you had to before go to like a company, Inland RV, it's just the .com uh, website. There's a lot of, you could just Google search it. There's a lot of different sites. But yeah. Typically we stick to Amazon. I get almost everything through there. And it's, a lot of times too, in these vintage campers and RVs is a lot of times they're functioning. So you don't have to replace them if you've got, you know, uh, like this is a 79, but this Dometic, I don't, is this original? No, that's no, this new. one might that's have been replaced. One. Yeah. But like the stove, things like that, sometimes they're functioning and working and it's like, I don't really want to, I don't want to replace it with something if I don't have to. And you can paint it. Yeah. A lot, um, high, like a high heat paint, yeah. spray paint. We've used that before. Um, so it, it kind of just depends on the shape they're in again, but Amazon's a great source. Um, and a lot of times I'll try and keep them and give them a fresh look. But other than that. Wonderful. When you've been going to, because now you're actually pursuing this and you're looking for used RVs. Has there uh -huh. been an RV where you went to see it and it was like, you just had to walk away. I mean, it was, yeah. you felt it wasn't salvageable. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we even had, we've been there. <laughs> yeah, we've we've not only had that happen to us, but we actually had a client that wanted to do a, a nail salon, and yeah. she had purchased this thing. It was like a '60s model, and I was like, "You have to get rid of this. Like, there, I can't do anything. It was destroyed." Yeah, you know? and I felt so bad because she paid. You know, not a ton of money for yeah. it, but I was like, this thing's they, not solid. They had like really. the foam underneath the belly, like it was. It just, was destroyed. It was there was no way of yeah saving this and she had paid what was it like two thousand bucks I think yeah for it and it was just like it was heartbreaking because it was her dream to have like this mobile nail salon so we're trying at this point to help her get rid of it and sell it and find her something affordable that she can you know we can help her kind of make possible but yeah you just those are it, it had all of the things you could think imaginable wrong with it and that's advice too that you should do i mean if you can you can always google search too. try and find someone who might know more about air, you know any kind of trailer and get an inspection done if you don't know how to look for things or if you have a family member a friend anyone who just might have a little bit more knowledge than you think that you feel comfortable with take them with you to look at it um because 
even if it, four eyes on it, six eyes are better than two sometimes. So you don't want to make that mistake, get it home and be like, yeah, now what do I do? I can't do anything with it. You know, and so. you're emotionally invested because this is your project and something you really want. So if there's someone who can remain objective, that's yes. probably really helpful too. Oh yeah. 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 And I've seen him like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. Cause it just has that canned ham. And he's like, this, we're not getting we are doing this. <laughs> so he's the objective this. one in the relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. About certain things. <laughs> we have a good balance. You balance each other out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so ultimately what you guys have done this several times now, what do you believe makes an RV renovation successful? Gosh, I mean, finding the right one, honestly, I feel like is a huge piece of the puzzle, finding something and something too, that like, if you are going to be using it, um, to live in or camping or whatever, it's something that you really love. Um, so finding the right one is huge. Um, but then also I try and stay sometimes with like the vintage pieces of it. I don't want to just gut everything. Um, gosh, I don't know. What do you successful? think? Yeah. Successful. Hey, if it works when we're done with it and it's beautiful, you feel, you could feel, you know, when you're done with these things, you get a, you know, gratification. You're like, oh my God, we did something good here. And you feel comfortable with, okay, now we can list it, you know, cause that's kind of what we do. And we want to sell something. We, we try to make it perfect. You know, we want to sell it to someone who's going to use it for a long time. And we go through that whole process and it's just kind of, it's gratifying at the end. You're like, oh, you know, someone loves this thing as much as we did, you know, and that's kind of, that's what makes it cool, you know? Yeah. And two, like the, it can get very overwhelming. Oh yeah. So take it one step, one day at a time. Like he, he, he's like an ABD person. He's kind of like all over all the over. place. And so if you take it one step at a time, like get the lighting done, concentrate on the electrical and then move to the next step. It doesn't feel so overwhelming. I think that's a huge part of having success with these things is people get them and, they, and, and it gets overwhelming just thinking about everything that has to be done rather than just concentrating on one thing at a time, checking that off your list and moving to the next thing. And before you know it, you're done. And literally, like, if you have to write down what you're going to do, check it off because that's what I have to do because ADD, like I'm all over the place if I don't do that. Got to figure out, I'm going to work on this for the next few days. And if I can get that all done, I'll check it off and then move to the next spot. You yeah. Know? So that's really important. Top three, I would say, get through the demo, get through the electrical, get through the plumbing. And then, you know, and then start with. And it's all the aesthetics. Aesthetic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, lists and focus. I, I make art and I love it when I find people who have a similar work ethic of like, I wouldn't sell this unless I'd be willing to hang it on my wall. And it sounds like you guys are the same way. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. In fact, when we're not doing, so this is a custom one that we're doing for a client. Um, but when we buy them and flip them, we always take it at least once before we put it on the market to make sure everything's everything works, working yeah. properly. It's towing correctly. It's comfortable. It's functional. And we get to enjoy a little yeah, bit we, of the process. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and you get a vacay. <laughs> yeah. And we get a vacay. So yeah, we always take, when we're doing a flip, we always take it and use it and, and make sure we love it before we're going to give it to another family who's going to love it as much as we did. Yeah, for sure. That's probably actually some great advice too, is that after you're done with your renovation, take a short trip somewhere yes. nearby 
So yes. if there's yeah. something wrong, you're not like across the country. No, 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 don't do like a two week, like don't do a two week trip out of state or something like that. No, go to, you know, your nearest lake or beach or what have you and just give it a kind of test run. That makes Absolutely. perfect. I wouldn't even thought of that, but I'm really glad that you guys covered that. It's really good. You take it on a short trip because like yes. when we bought our tiny house, we hooked it up, drove away. And the next day we were from Portland and California and realized that our brake lights weren't working. And we got stranded in the middle of nowhere, random Northern California, waiting for someone to come and help us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's yeah. yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> But you learn from it, right? Our twins were three and we were like, what do we do with three-year-old twins in the middle of nowhere? Oh no, I feel your pain on that one. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I know. We always do kind of a little trip after we finish anything. And more often- Long trips do. I mean, we'll- No, but like when we finish it. But and more often than not, we do find something that wasn't or shouldn't, wasn't functioning as it should be. So that's- yeah, that's happened a couple times too. Yeah. We'll run into something, okay, hey, this didn't work right. So I'll have to come back, fix it, make sure it works. Not like we go take it out again, but yeah. I'll make sure I, you know, address those issues and it's, you know, it's golden after that. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys sitting down with us today. Hopefully this makes things a little less overwhelming for anyone wanting to renovate because I know that it can be a very big job. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It can be overwhelming. Um, so like, like I said, we're at the lot, we're on Instagram. Um, people can follow us, DM us if you have any questions. We do do consult calls too. So if you're looking to do like an RV and you, you've got it at your house and you're like, this just feels overwhelming. I don't know where to start. Um, we do calls like that where we'll walk through it with you, give you some ideas. Yeah, Yeah. See, you know, what, what, what is the obstruction here? Like, where do we need to, where do we need to help you get? um, in order to get started on this project. So that can be helpful too. That's an amazing resource. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, have a great day. Thanks for sitting down with tiny home tours. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, so much for having us. Bye. All right. Bye. This episode has been a tiny home tours production. If you're a fan, please rate and review us wherever you listen, share with your friends and subscribe. So you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening and see you next time.